Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Have you heard of uh, the Pirate Bay? Yeah. You know about this trial that's going on now? Uh, Have you heard I'm, about it? I've heard about it. I haven't really followed it. I mean, they, this has been coming for a couple of years, actually. I mean, they're, they're, they've been trying to sue them, and they, they have a couple of times, and then they dropped it, and, and, and they, you know, it's been a pretty good story. <laughs> it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how this plays out. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I I think it's pretty cool actually. Uh, yeah, as far as it seems like from what I'm from what I'm reading, uh, seems seem to be fairly neutral information. It seems like if anything, um, by sort of creating this trial and anything, they're only making the problem worse by just oh, yeah. making yeah. the pirate bay that much more popular. People uh, oh, read the yeah. article they're like, hmm, what is this? And then they go there and see all. You know, every movie and TV show and book ever written available yeah, for free, yeah, and they think, yeah. well, "Why am I not using this?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, you know, just the, the fact that they're talking about the issue to actually seriously question the concept of ownership of ideas, you know, is uh, well, that's really threatening to their system. You know, Jesus, you know, if you don't own your ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I I can't imagine that they're actually going to get away with it. You know, they can't allow this. <laughs> you know, if they allow this, if they get off, I mean, they're just they might as well just turn in the keys now. <laughs> so it'll be how well you've been following it. I haven't. Is it getting close to uh, the end of the trial, or is it going to drag on, or what? I actually have been following it too closely, but I'm just reading here that apparently, like, um, the trial's been going on for a couple of days. Yeah. And after the first day, they they already dropped half the charges. Yeah. Because, um, you know, they just had no argument. Now what they're doing is they're saying that, you know, they can't even show they're going after the pirate bay, and they're not going the, after the individuals that are creating the content. So they're trying to create a link <laughs> yeah. between the pirate bay and the individuals who but there is yeah. yeah but they can't actually show any um intelligent collaboration yeah, well yeah that's because the software is designed to work that way it doesn't need it that's the beauty of it it's all automatic <laughs> <laughs> if you know what else is really cool is i was reading that uh like it, apparently somebody raided their main servers and um a few years ago and within three days, because the guys were so creative and, and they had had it mirrored in so many different ways, that within three days they were able to get it back up and running. And three days, once they got it back up and running, they had doubled the average traffic that they had before <laughs> the raid. <laughs> this brought so much attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is um, 
Well, it's all part of the process, you know, of, of this new civilization that's emerging. Yeah, and I remember, like, you know, a few years ago when when these uh, BitTorrent, you know, peer-to-peer things were just sort of yeah. starting. Um, you could find the major stuff, but to find something that was fairly obscure, like a book or something, oh, it had yeah, to you be, couldn't. you know, like a top yeah. 100. But now, actually, if you go into the torrent sites, you, you can basically find, you know, just about anything that's fairly mainstream. Yeah, I understand. I mean, it's a lot better than it was. Yeah. yeah. There's just so many more people on it. Yeah, in the beginning, well, that's where I got started with um, you know, Napster. And um, and that worked really good if what you wanted was what 15-year-old teenagers liked. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was, well, but, but, I mean, it is. That bad. Yeah. But, but, you know, it, but, and it's still heavily that way. But it, but I mean, not anything like what it was. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, it's getting a lot better. Like you know, generally, just about every major software, you know, any movie that's is there, is, is ever been in text, movie theaters. Is there a text interface where you can request? Well, no, there isn't because there isn't anybody there. That's right. It's just all what's out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Just a connection. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah. Once you get all the computers in the whole world networked together like that, then you got something. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's like building a road between um, two criminals' houses and saying that the guy who built the road is part of the crime. <laughs> you know. Well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's facilitating the crime, but that's see, that's what we're questioning. Really, the question is: uh, is morality and crime related? You know, it, it, yes, of course, it's a crime. What, what what we're doing? It's illegal. It's legally forbidden by some group of people somewhere have decided that that's illegal. But is it immoral? <laughs> I don't think so. In fact, I think it. Uh, I think. Actually, the copyright stuff, I think all of that is immoral. I, I don't think ideas belong to people. I think that's bullshit. Right, Every right, idea right. I ever came up with is a result of all the people's, other people's ideas that I studied. You know, I, I've got a couple unique phrases that I've come up with. But, uh, you know, I'm, I've just been cherry-picking. Other people's right, ideas, right. and, th- and that's how things—that's how things work on this planet. Um, yeah, right. That's, that's how the development of the planet occurs. Yeah, yeah. That's how it needs to be. So all that—all the intellectual property belongs to the whole planet. Period. That's the end of it. Yeah, it's available to everybody all the time, anytime they want it. And and you get your fame and yeah. glory for having made some significant contribution to that. But you're not going to gain money off it unless you can figure out a way to make money on your fame. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't still make money. It just means, you know, your ideas are my ideas and mine are yours. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that is scary for a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if you but if you say it like that, it's not that it's actually the opposite of scary. 
you know, to think that just because the bees invented honey that nobody else should be able to taste it. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, there's no need to even say. I mean, I, mean, I think the point is you either see it that way or you don't. There's no convincing anybody of that. You there's no rational argument for this. If you're committed to capitalism and think that's the way God intended the universe should be run, uh, there is no convincing anybody of anything. You know, <laughs> just. Capitalism is the way. Yeah. Yeah. Just thank them for delivering the frozen peas to the market, and and don't antagonize them. Yeah. Trade. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this this is uh, this is all going to be real. I mean, I assume this kind of stuff is going to get really heated. I mean, it already is, but it computers are is. just acceler- accelerating yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, technology is accelerating it. Well, the whole record industry you know, thing. I mean, they're just about gone. You know, the record industry is just, I mean, as it has been, is over. You know, a couple more years, and, and that's going to be the end of them. They'll still be musicians. They'll still be people making files and selling them if they can or doing whatever they can or using it to get famous so they can do gigs and make money doing gigs. But the, the record company, who the fuck needs the record companies? Yeah. 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 No, they're going down the tubes. I, yeah. I'm first-hand, I'm first-hand proof of that. Yeah. Um, I, I got laid off yesterday. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah. So if you want any, if you want any hardcore evidence, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it were, did they like cut hold divisions, or are their mass laying off, or they just decide they're tired of you? <laughs> no, no, they they laid off. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch of us. Okay. Well, okay. So yeah. in the place. Yeah. Where do you work anyway? I mean, you don't need to tell me the company name, but I mean, it's, it's like all in one big building or something, or, or what? No, actually, the, no, no, no. The, the company that I work for laid us off. See, we work at the, uh, we work at the record company, but they don't. Um, it's it's Warner Records. It's one of the largest yeah, in the world, yeah. and they're oh, so and they're cutting. They're cutting. You don't actually work for they're Warner. They're cutting back. You, like, no, no, no. I don't work for Warner. I work for the the consultant, but the consultant is uh, is screwed because Warner's cutting left and right, and so they don't need yeah. as many consultants. And it's happening with a bunch of clients. So okay, finally, so, you, so you're you know, the guy you work for. Basically, his contract was cut. His con his contracts are being cut all over the place. I mean, he yeah, can okay. shift I'm me not, around. I'm just people. trying to. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did yeah. he lay you off, or that's what I was who got laid off? Did he get laid off? Yeah, he laid he me off. Yeah, off. no, the consultant. Yeah, no, the consultant laid me off. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Well, so now what? <laughs> well, that's not too important. I mean. Huh. Well, when did oh. this happen? This happened yesterday. Oh, just yesterday. Oh, so you haven't had any real time to. to did you know it was coming, or what? No, I had no clue. I mean, I, well, I mean, <laughs> did I know it was coming? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. It I know all happening this is coming eventually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It had it had been happening to other people, and um, yeah, they're you know they, every so often it seems like they've just been doing a round of this, and now they're accelerating it, and uh, 
Yeah, like uh, I said, it's not just me. It's a bunch of people that I know personally um, who are yeah. just, you know, getting these calls. And, and there's nothing you and, can do. They the basically reason, just walk out of the building. <laughs> And the reason is because the record companies just aren't selling enough records. I mean, to support well, the. Well, I'm, I'm the not. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I can't show you that on paper, but I can well, no, but be I'm pretty sure. You that you know. Know. Yeah. yeah. I do know. Yeah, yeah. They're just. Yeah. They're, they're, well, you know, I don't know. I don't have any hard evidence of it, but if you just look at the stock price of the company. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, I haven't obvious. looked at the stock yeah. price of the company. I have no idea. About the stock. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I never actually thought about that. How you follow that? The stock prices of record companies, and you have for a while. Well, I I have for the one that I work at. Okay, <laughs> and so what have you? And how long have yeah. you been following that that uh, stock price? Well, it's I've been I've been following. It. Well, I started there this summer, and um, and so what other is about? It's about eight. The summer is about eight or nine dollars a share, and now it's yeah. about it's, it's below two dollars a share. <laughs> and um, oh, before, and before, oh, yeah, and about a year, and about a, a year before I got there, it was thirty-two dollars a share. And if you want to go even farther back, it was sold for about forty dollars a share, just maybe three or four years ago. I mean, the idiot that yeah. paid for it. Okay. Just, yeah. You know, well, he yeah, didn't see what was be, coming. Should be That's stupid beautiful. enough to do that. <laughs> Oh, it's not yeah, about he stupid. Was... It's not about stupid. It's about unconscious. They're very clever. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, remember you got to make the <laughs> distinction between stupid, unconscious, malig- ma- malicious, and ignorant. <laughs> you know, so, so they were probably ignorant, of, obviously, of many things. Unconscious about a lot of things. Maybe malicious too. I don't know. Uh, but they, not stupid. They're they're quite intelligent people. Hmm. Yeah. So it's going to, so where do you think, I mean, what do you think, do you think they're just all going to go broke, go out of business and that'll be the end of them? Period. Boom, I, have no I-, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I don't, I don't Maybe know. Maybe they'll get a the bailout from the government. Yeah. Maybe they'll give them a bailout. <laughs> Well, actually, somebody was it was ta- I was reading on a message board, and one guy was like, "You know, the whole the whole company's worth like, you know, maybe I, I don't know, maybe a hundred or a few hundred million dollars." Somebody like Bill Gates should just come buy it and then give the music away for free. But yeah. then, uh, but then one guy was saying, "Well, why does he need to do that? The music already is free. Yeah. <laughs> That's a waste yeah. of two hundred million dollars." <laughs> That's why they're out of business. So actually, their company isn't worth anything except for you know their desks and their computers. Well, their computers aren't any worth their anything. So, so their furniture and uh, and their contracts the probably were coffee worth. makers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the the refrigerators and coffee makers and um, yeah, and the Lear jets and the limousines and uh, yeah, yeah, In, interesting that that whole era. Is is just now. I wonder what's going to happen with movies. That's really gonna, that's really gonna be different. You know, when the only films being made are independent films, which would probably be not mm-hmm. that that bad an idea. And yeah, see, because who? Well, people who are obsessed will make a high budget, um, 
you know, well, with computers these days, I mean, that, that those budgets are coming down. You can do one guy alone if he's clever or a team of people with Final Cut Pro and a couple of good HD cameras and some good special effects software could do anything the biggest studio, Steven Spielberg or anybody else could do. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Most of the money I think they're spending on movies is just they're you know high high profile employees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. The whole star system. <laughs> Such bullshit. Right. Yeah, that'll be gone. That's for sure. So oh, all those high paid actors, who the fuck needs them? If they want to act, they can act, and if they're good, uh, you know, they might even get paid for it. Who knows? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, acting is one of those things that it's just, you know, we all act. We all can act. Of course, they're better at it than I am, but. um, No, they're not better than you are. No, they're doing they're doing different kind of acting. You know, I mean, they know they're acting. (laughs) You're right. Everybody. See, that's one of the central issues of the stuff I've been working on is, is that what most people think of as their real true self. I would say is really nothing more than an act. You know, that the, the real map is the one that has cultivated that act. You know, but uh, that that's a, that's an odd perspective and when I first thought about that and and you still think about, you know, the idea of consider even considering that idea seriously uh, is sort of a mind-bending thing, you know, to think that the person that's thinking this thought right now, <laughs> you know, is, oh, never mind, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah, I got it. It's not, yeah, it, it, it's not like, um, it's not like if they get paid any less, you know, it's not like if they, Instead of getting fifteen million dollars a movie, they get a hundred thousand dollars a movie. It's not like they're just going to decide, oh well, I they well, if they do, no, they may get a couple hundred dollars a movie. Hold on, just a second. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> or they may, or they may not get anything a movie because they won't, because survival yeah. won't be an issue, and so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that uh, the money They'll thing? Do I think they love making movies. They'll do it because they're they're actors and they enjoy the process and think it's fun and they got plenty of time to do it. So why not? What else would they do? Sit home and watch TV? Well, I guess they <laughs> could do that if they wanted to, you know. But yeah, that's the thing is that real artists are going to continue to make art because that's what they do. And all the idiots who are doing it for money and they're going to stop doing it because they're not making money, good. Good riddance. Yeah, but, but once you take, once, once you take, once money is not an issue, once survival is not an issue, then people's whole value systems, well, yeah, yeah. You know, become more, become more, uh, in line well, yeah. with what they really want to do. Yeah, it all has to come together. It's going it, to, yeah, it's not like those are separate things. I mean, it's all part of the same process that's going on. And it, you know, it's not like one of those has to happen in order for the other thing to happen. It's all happening at the same time. And those are two aspects of it, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, this is exciting. So have you, uh, it is very exciting. It really By is. what? I mean, part of me was, you know, uh, part of me was a little bit um, distraught that uh, I got laid off. But then I thought, you know, there's another there's another person that doesn't have to uh, sit in an office every day that can go yeah, and yeah, you know, do what yeah. they want to do. Yeah. Well, it's just that, that that phase of your life is over, and now a new one is uh, emerging, and you don't know what it is yet. You know, nobody knows what it is yet, but you're about to find out. <laughs> yeah. And of course, your own intentions would be helpful. So now would be a good time to figure to you know put some thought into you know what your long range goals are, and. Um, you know, th- that ought to just be part of the, the thinking that's going on in your head during this process. Are, are you noticing, um, I mean, I, I, we've been talking about, I mean, I, I've heard you talking about this ever since I first heard you talking, and I know you're talking about it before I first heard you talking, but are are you? Is it becoming more and more obvious, or it's always been obvious that the planet is um, well, undergoing well, no, a major well, development? Well, yeah. No, well, it's more and more. Well, I don't know. It, the thing is, I can see the evidence <laughs> for it now. Thirty or forty years ago, it was kind of theoretical. I mean, it was still obvious to me then, but but it just it wasn't as easy to see it. You had to really. You know, it was it just wasn't that easy to see, but it was there. And and that's what's happening. I mean, I used to, you know, 20 years ago, I was talking about the end of the United States, and I was talking 50 years from now, <laughs> you know, 20 years ago. And, um, and the time frame just keeps getting shorter and shorter. Now I'm thinking 10 years, 10 to 20, you know, 20 at the way outside. Uh, and and and, <laughs> and actually, uh, you know, it could come uh, tomorrow morning. You know, they might get you might turn on their TV tonight and find out the United States dissolved. <laughs> you know, uh, just the way the Soviet Union disappeared overnight. You know, the United States could could do that, but I'm thinking somewhere between ten and twenty years, or maybe less. So that's really changed. Kurzweil's book really upped my time scale. I mean, the stuff, he, there was nothing he was talking about that I wasn't aware of, that I hadn't read in science fiction and stuff, but I always just thought of it as so far off in the future that it wasn't worth actually thinking about now and, and like making plans for it. And that's sort of, you know, and then, but after I read Kurzweil, I realized, no, now is the time to start talking about this stuff because it's, it's coming real fast. Ah, you know, we're going to actually see this. We already actually it's already here. You just have to look around, you know. It's like that transition, you know, we talked about the, the thing about the uh, the Titanic. You know, there was a transition in the mentality of the passengers of that boat from being on an unsinkable modern ship that couldn't possibly be sink be sinking and they were rich and powerful uh, people and uh, you know having the time of their lives and you know a couple hours later they were drowning in the freezing Atlantic and there came a point when when they had to change the way they were thinking and admit that something weird is going on and that it's possibly dangerous 
to, you know, and that whole transition is a really interesting thing to think about, how it is that that process goes on, you know. And so they'd see, you know, the, the chairs moving about, and they'd get up and rearrange the chairs and put them back, you know. <laughs> you know, why not, you know. And then and then it would happen again, and then they'd move it back again, and then it would happen a couple more times even further. And then I thought, hmm, that's really weird. I wonder what, you know. And, and then there's this gradual looking around, and then you notice other people have got funny looks in their faces, you know. But, uh, I mean, that was, like, probably not happening. I mean, that was probably an, at least an hour after they actually struck the, you know, the bird before it became generally known there was a really serious problem. A few people knew it, but most people didn't. So if you got your eye on that stuff, if you're paranoid, <laughs> you know, I mean, the people who got off that boat were the ones who were uh, the first ones out there, ready to go. And the rich people, because all the poor people were not getting locked into the decks below, so all the poor people died. And most of the rich people got off, but the ones that didn't were the stupid ones who didn't get it until the last moment, who denied it, who couldn't face uh, that their cherished concept of reality wasn't working until it was just undeniable and then it was too late. And, that, and that's <laughs> they were in the ice cold that, water. Yeah, yeah. And, and probably even some of them, you know, are thinking that they need to call the maid and have this water heated. <laughs> Damn, where's the maid? <laughs> You know, it really seems to me that that's precisely the position that the world is in, right? Well, America, well, South California you know, is in. I look at all these, these language monkeys. There are probably 50 language monkeys within 100 feet of me. And they all think everything's going to get back to normal in, in a while, you know. And that they'll go on no, living the way they've been going on and everything is going to be okay. Everybody talks about, you know, when the economy recovers. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And I and I and I think to myself, what do you mean when the economy recovers? How do you know yeah. it's gonna recover? Yeah. And and do we even want it to recover? <laughs> I mean what they were talking about, remember, is getting everybody back to work making the plastic bunnies. Right, right, right. And, you know, the, and that's if what the, happens if the buying the economy. Thing. Yeah. Well people have stopped buying that kind of shit. Because when it gets right down to it, what they want is a place to live and some food. And so they don't have any extra plastic bunny money. You know, so right, all the right. people making the plastic bunnies are out of work. So what, what does right. Barack, so say, do? Barack wants to put them back to work selling more plastic bunnies to people. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything will be okay. <laughs> people say... But a few year, in a few months from now, when the economy recovers and people start buying plastic bunnies again, <laughs> our children are going to thank us for ma- for making all these, you know, plastic decisions. Bunnies. Yes, and and they can and we we can yeah that's right they can uh, we can pass those plastic bunnies on to the next generation. You know, I listened. I actually listened to him talk the other night, and uh, you know. <laughs> 
I don't know if he gets if he doesn't get it or if he's just reading a speech, but you know, clearly he's talking about stuff that's really ridiculous. Like he's complaining oh. that the batteries that go in plug-in hybrid cars are being made in Korea and they should be made in America. And he's talking about this country well, being he's the a greatest. He's a politician. Yeah, it'd be interesting to sit down and talk with him, you know, actually, you know, at Starbucks or, or here. Why don't you invite him in? It'd be fun. To talk. I'd love to spend an hour talking to him. Off the record, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Well, you know... Yeah, I don't think it makes much difference, really. You know, I think the planet is on its own course right now, and I don't think anybody is in charge. So, you know, you can put. The, the, I mean, really, when you look at it, after eight years of Bush, this country is schizophrenic. They elected that asshole Bush twice, and now they elect Barack Obama. If that's not schizophrenia, I don't know what the fuck is. I mean, and the fact that they elected Bush twice. I mean, that to me is just shockingly malicious and stupid and unconscious and ignorant. All four. <laughs> yeah. mm. I can't imagine how anybody... But, well, I know, I know, because that, that guy I used to work with, John, remember I told you about him, the, who still thought that the Iraq war was a good thing and that we should be there. We're making the world a better place for Iraq and everybody. <laughs> you know? The big fat guy that ate Chinese for the lunch? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Didn't you know? say he died or something like that? Pardon? Didn't you say he died? Oh, no. He didn't die. He he got some... He had diabetes, you know, because, because he was so fat. I mean, that was... I don't know just exactly how much that had to do with it, but, you know, which came first. But in any case, uh, you know, they get infection, you know, infections don't heal. And he got an, and plus he already had his foot amputated. And, and anyway, the, the place where it was amputated got a, uh, got an infection. And so he was in the hospital for like, oh man, two weeks because the infection had gotten so bad. It was life threatening. But, but in, in the meantime, uh, when he was in the hospital, I guess he had a series of, I guess what you really could say were kind of strokes. He actually, he never did know how to use computers anyway. I mean, he, he never, he never mastered the concept of cutting and copying paste and, uh, or what am I trying to say? I'm doing good today. Copying uh, text from one part of a document and pasting it into another document or something. That was like beyond his grasp. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and just trying to find his file. His I mean, here he is. He's an editor at a newspaper. You know, and he's got all these text files, and <laughs> you know, and so just navigating the system to know where his files was was a real ordeal. So they had to set up a bunch of shortcuts on his desktop because he couldn't figure out how to do anything. But he did. He could remember the names of things. So. Um, in any case, when he came back to work after two weeks, he had forgotten everything. He, he didn't have a clue even how to turn his computer on. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what happened to him in the hospital. I think I mean, he was on his way out. I mean, he's been on his way out for a long time. You know, I don't know if he's still. I assume he hasn't died yet because uh, I probably would have heard something. 
But I, he's one of the most pathetic people. Jesus, I, I hate to even say this, you know, in a public forum, but I guess, you know, not a tough shit. You know? I mean, not to say that I dislike John or anything. I can always cut his name out, actually. I can edit this, so that's not a problem. But, I mean, when I, when I think of a life that would scare the shit out of me to be, I mean, I can't imagine a more awful life than that guy's. I mean, I could. I mean, if you want to talk about torture victims or something. But, I mean, you know, a life in so, so-called middle-class America, that guy's life is, is the most awful thing I, I can imagine. I would have killed myself long, long ago if I had been him. So he was taking a very long-term suicide, though. He still, I don't think he's quite dead yet. But, I mean, essentially, he's just been killing himself for the last 40 years very slowly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's just really wow. sad. I mean, I, I mean, part of me would like to go see the guy, but I'd, you know, and find out what, what's going on and try to be nice to him but I, you know it's just I, I, I don't think I'm that good an actor he, he just disgusted so he, was a, he was a good human yeah oh, he's a good human no bullshit he was an unconscious well he's Bob doing that act you know and he's absolutely committed to that thing and if he wants to play it out then he can go play it out but not around me <laughs> I just don't have any sympathy for that shit Jeez. You know, that's why I'm such an asshole. Is I have, I mean, if he was in front of me and he fell on the floor, I'd certainly pick him up and try to help, you know. But I, I don't, you know, I just, I mean, we all create our lives, you know, moment by moment. And every decision that we make is who we have become. And anybody what was your told it. I'm sorry, go ahead. What was your relationship to him? We, he was the editor, and I composed the paper for him. He'd, you know, give me markups, you know, how he wanted the pages laid out, more or less, and the photos and, the, and all that stuff, and I lay it all out and make it look pretty. <laughs> so you were like his bitch. <laughs> no, no, not at all, because uh, he couldn't, no, no, we were just coworkers. He he did his part of it. I did my part. And actually, uh, he never treated me like his bitch. Actually, I treated him like my bitch most of the time because I knew what the fuck I was doing and he didn't. <laughs> you know, so I used to really, I, I used to just, every once in a while we'd get in a political debate, you know, about Iraq or something. I mean, he still, one of his curse words, one of his curse words, so it wasn't even a curse word, it was just, when something happened bad, he was damn communists. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean the the worst thing in the world for him was those damn communists. <laughs> oh, that's so, your so typical I, I really tweak him. I give unconscious him American. <laughs> I give him all these these facts about how many innocent people have died in Iraq and and what life was before, and then ask him, you really think that people in Iraq are better off now than they were under Saddam Hussein? Then he'd say, yes. 
You know, yes, they're, they're all much better off. They may not think they are, but they are, really. Take my word for it. They're really much better off now. <laughs> but he used to get oh really... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was fun. It was sort of fun. I just used to toy with him. and Actually, I stopped doing that when one of the other co-workers came up and told me that everybody else was always listening and laughing and thinking it was so funny how I'd you know, give him such a hard time about everything all the time. And that's when I realized that I, I didn't want to do that anymore. Cause I mean, I, I realized I really had been, I, I, you know, the guy was just such an unconscious you know, language monkey that I just couldn't help tweaking with him all the time. <laughs> but I didn't realize it was so bad that other people were laughing about it. So that, that was sort of an eye opener to me. Mm. That doesn't really help. No, part of my, Doing that to him doesn't actually make the world a better place. No, you're just ticking him off. I mean, well, you're just, you know. Well, I was hoping he'd wake up. I mean, that's sort of the thing is that, ah, oh, you know, I thought about this last night. It's just this idea just came to me about being a teacher and that there are all sorts of different ways of teaching. And one of them, is you know if you're like if you're teaching mathematics or or some particular subject that you can approach linearly that uh the, the method of teaching is this gradual thing you master the, the basics and then you go on to more complex things and, and so on and there's this sort of measured learning that you accumulate but there are other subjects but they're, they're not academic subjects. Anyway, the, the whole point of it, like, like in coaching, it's, it's like more like coaching, a sport. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's not about teaching any particular set of facts. It's about bringing about a certain state of being somehow. And that being, that state, can arise in an instant. And the stuff that I'm trying to teach doesn't take 30 years of practice to, to get it. It takes about three seconds to get it. And right, right, right. But what I've been seeing over the years is that I haven't, I'm a lousy progressive teacher. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm a lousy. I just never really tried it. But over the, what, 30 years, 20, 30 years that I've been teaching this sort of stuff anyway, sort of, there's probably only been about 10 people that actually got what I was teaching. But then I thought about it, you know, that's still not bad, you know, and and that method is more of a shock method. It's not about teaching somebody. It's about saying something shocking in the moment or something that provokes some kind of new thought mechanism to arise in another person doesn't happen very often, but when it does happen, it happens instantly. And it's much more satisfying than this sort of linear thing, you know, going in and teaching Algebra 1, you know. <laughs> because when somebody does get it uh, right in front of you, it is awesome, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, you've been talking about... um this idea that you can't convince someone of it. And that, I think that's obvious to those that are, uh, that get it. But I I think um, you can give someone some of the tools to convince themselves of it. 
Well, if you're, um, yeah, if you're of a mind to spend your time working with language monkeys, I think the time will come when there'll be even more of them ready to. And I think there's more now than there were before. I just don't choose to put my energies there in particular. Like that, I, uh, I, um, uh, yeah, I just prefer to talk with people who are already sort of interested in this stuff rather than arguing with people to try to convince them that this is important and interesting stuff. But I think it's good that people do. I think it's good that people talk with people about it and try to convince them. But it's, you know, and I do that. You're just saying you don't prefer to do that. Yeah, well, I do it once in a while here, you know, but usually what I do with someone like that is I usually, I do a lot more listening. With people like you, I do more talking. But when I'm talking to a language monkey, um, I tend to do more listening. Because there's no point in talking to them, you know. But sometimes, if I'm able to listen to them, I can find, you know. Sometimes I can find a way in, you know, or something that I, that we can talk about that that actually might make a dent. But mm-hmm. it's hard for me to. I'm not a good listener. Some well, actually, I am when I need to be. I'm not a good listener when I'm talking to people I already know, like you. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm talking to somebody new, you know, it's just like the sex again, I guess. You know, when you first meet some girl and you're trying to get her in bed, you're really nice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but after a while, no more roses. <laughs> <laughs> Go do your thing, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. I I mean, um, the whole idea of the guy sort of courting the woman um, is really only at the beginning. And it's just, that's why I just think it's so stupid because in the long run, that's, I mean, who the hell is going to put up with that shit? I mean, there's something, but I'm, yeah. Now, if you want to talk about actually having productive relationships with other human beings, you have to do that one at a time with each individual and figure it out for yourself. All these stereotypes are for having stereotypical relationships. If you want to have a stereotypical relationship with somebody, then observe the stereotypical rules, and that's exactly the kind of relationship you can have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When it when her birthday rolls around, go get her a dozen roses. And when it's Valentine's yeah. Day, take her out for sushi. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with doing those things either if you want to do that stuff. You know, if it's fun and it's you know, and it seems like something to do, and I think that's cool too. But you know, if if you have to do it, well then you're screwed. <laughs> you know, that that ain't gonna make it. Uh uh, uh, it's funny you're talking about Iraq, and I I recently uh, ran into someone who had just served in Iraq for a few years, and I couldn't believe what this guy was telling me. He was telling me that you know the few years that he spent in Iraq were some of the funnest years he had in his life, uh-huh. and he was actually I mean I didn't really get 
I didn't get too, you know, I, I didn't start referring to uh, our conversation didn't get that deep, but um, you know, he seemed like a fairly conscious person and, and uh, you know, he was, and it wasn't fun because he's, you know, some cowboy likes to shoot people down. He was saying just how awesome it was and he didn't really have to do much and the food was great and he was playing golf almost every day. And, you know, they had these musicians performing live concerts all the time and there were, you know, and he was having sex all the time. I mean, you know, he just said that it was some of the funnest years of his, his life. Really? And, it, and, and he said that everything you see on TV, he hardly saw that more than a yeah, couple well, days. What was his job? He obviously wasn't a combat troop. He was a support troop. No, no, no. He, was he wasn't. No, he wasn't a. No, he was in the. I think he worked in the um, computer. Uh, yeah, sure. Right. That's what I did when I was in Vietnam. Some of the I was strategic a, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to spend. You know, when that, I was though. in Vietnam, yeah. uh, I uh, spent most evenings in the NCO club getting drunk watching the Filipino stri- or Filipina strippers. Okay. <laughs> you know? It was great, yeah. but I certainly wouldn't call it one of the most fun years of my life. It was terrifying, even that, because we did get bombed every once in a while, and that would, tends to wake you up. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he, well. He was talking about it like they, you know, they never really had any problems. He never, no, no you know, no, I don't think he came into yeah. a life-threatening situation. Yeah, and he said yeah. that um, most of. You know, most of the most terrifying jobs are people that just have to fly the planes over houses and blow them up. I mean, other than that, there really isn't too much. No, it's the arm. He said the very small percentage of the people are actually putting their life on the line. Yeah, right. Of course. Well, I don't know how small a percentage it is. I suspect it's larger than the very small. I I mean, if an efficient army wants to have as many people, I mean, you want to minimize the support. You know, I mean, you want to maximize its impact, but, you know, you don't want to have 10 support people for every guy with a gun. You want it, you know, the other way. I, I can't believe that it must be at least, well, I don't know. That's an interesting figure. What what would be the, that probably wouldn't be that hard to find. Okay, here's your homework assignment. What are the, what percentage of the tracks and the troops in Iraq um, are out with guns in Humvees or moving driving trucks across you know doing stuff where they're likely to get shot or blown up it'd be interesting to know <laughs> yeah yeah oh well, you know he, was, he just said that you know it's not anything like it looks on tv he said it well, is but, for a yeah, few well, people but he doesn't yeah the thing is he doesn't know anything anyway just like it, you know, one yeah. of the things I learned in Vietnam is that when people, you know, asked me about Vietnam when I got back, I realized that I didn't know shit. I just I went into my office and did computer stuff, and then went over to the NCO club and got drunk, and then went up back to the barracks and passed out. I wasn't, you know, it was like the generals didn't consult with me and tell me what's going on, you know. <laughs> And anybody who comes back with an opinion about the war is full of shit because they don't know anything. They just know what happened to them. I mean, and that's valid. But if they start telling you about what's really going on, they're full of shit. They don't know. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was was talking to my neighbor about it. My my neighbor, um, 
she's a hardcore, uh, you know, anti-Bush. She tries to figure out everything about the war. He watches all those frontline things. Yeah. And he was saying that, you know, he and he's he's really fed up with how much money they're spending over in Iraq and the inefficiencies yeah. over there. He says that, you know, because this guy was saying how good the food was, and my neighbor was saying that they, <laughs> on average, assuming a 21-meal week, they spend per troop, you know, per soldier or whatever, they spend $20 a meal. And twenty dollars a meal, damn. Yeah, and they get and they get and they get like they get gourmet ice cream, and they have like three different flavors. And, right. Yeah, and they get USDA prime uh, steaks, and you know all the stuff that is really um, yeah, a lot great. better than the average person is eating over here in America by a long shot. Yeah. Well, it is funny old and the world, money they have to spend. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you really look at it. The whole to do that. Well, I know. Well, the whole well, shit. How much the, the does every bomb? Is, yeah, well, how much does every bomb cost? How about the the stakes? <laughs> the air, those airplanes <laughs> are a couple billion each. You know, again, the, you know, right. the thing that really started this. I mean, in a lot of a lot of ways, you can lay the entire economic crisis on Bush. Uh, the cost of the of the the war in Kuwait. And then Iraq, uh, you know, I mean, to the two bushes, you can go all the way back. I mean, those were so expensive, and no one ever, you know, they're whining now about spending $800 million or $800 billion. You know, well, shit, the, the wars we've been engaged in have cost trillions. And that was all just sort of written off as, well, yeah, but we got to do it. And, and there, those were the Republican years. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. I, I it, the it, Iraq yeah. war was costing something like I don't know, I don't know what is it, a, a, a billion dollars a day or half a billion dollars a day. <laughs> uh, yeah, an inert amount of planetary resources. That's ridiculous. Yeah, just think of all the all of the human intelligence and in science and effort that goes into military around the world was turned toward science and art and sports and whatever. Man. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what uh, Aubrey de Grey was saying. If we spent like a 1% of the Iraq budget on human life extension, then in a couple of years we'd have it solved. Yeah, that's right. So then we could have even twice as many starving people. That's the problem with the life extension shit. You can't have that. You can't give that kind of technology to humans. That immortality is not for humans. It's for earthlings only. You can't let the humans have uh, immortality. They'll really fuck things up if you give them that. God, I can't imagine what kind of shit they'd do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can bet not everybody well, could have it. They, they decide who's going to get it and who's not going to get it. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like the Earthlings would do. <laughs> so it's just going to be a different. Yeah. Now the poor all the poor people won't get it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, any any but I mean any of this shit, even talk show or, or the internet or the development of you know liquid crystal technology or just anything. 
Um, if you just took fractions of the Iraq war budget, you know, I mean, how much did it cost for Google to create all its shit? Yeah, yeah. Hardly anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's the beauty of it is, again, like I say, one guy with Final Cut Pro and a couple of HD cameras could do anything that, you know, I mean, with some friends, some creative friends could could do anything that any major studio has been able to do. These high budget, I mean, there, there are no limitations to anything anymore. Right. I mean, except to people's creativity. That's that's the real challenge. Oh gosh, yeah. I know it's 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 insane. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, we need to what it that needs to be seized, you know? And the what's the worst thing about the Iraq war is they're spending all that money, but they're not actually getting even a thing done. If oh, I know. They're no, making no, things they're making worse. It worse. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, nothing good is coming out of it. I mean, they've destroyed roads and bridges and killed people. Well, killing people is okay. We've got too many people anyway, but there's no point in wrecking the roads and the buildings. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. The whole thing is just completely, well, that's, again, it's uh, the caterpillar is consuming itself in in the process of metamorphosis. Oh, okay. Skype dropped. I thought I wasn't sure. Can 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 anybody hear me? Am I? Did I get dropped too? If somebody would say Amen, then I'd know that at least you can hear me. And it's uh, okay. Thank you, Jason. All right. Because I'm still seeing that your microphone is on here. So uh, we'll see. In Florida, well, let's be brave. Let's see. Florida. I have no idea who Florida is. <laughs> Something's wrong with with talk to you today. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. It wouldn't let me come back in, but it's saying that I'm still in. Yeah, yeah. So you, what do you just use your phone? No, I'm using Skype. Using I what? Just came in as an anonymous. As oh, an I anonymous see. Anonymous. Oh, user. I got yeah. it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. The reason it says Florida is because that's. My number is a Florida area code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I remember yeah. I, I when I first started noticing that that a lot of people were giving me out of state phone numbers. It's, I don't know. It's been a few years now when that started, and um, yeah, well, that's because, fairly yeah. normal now. Well, yeah. I know, yeah, because they, most of the the cell phone rates give you uh, free long distance in Canada and North America. Well, North America, so. Hmm. You know, it, it's just no big deal. Who cares? It's a North American number. <laughs> you know, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll. Just, I mean, I mean, we're basically there, but it'll just be a worldwide. You know, yeah, I can't even imagine a couple of years where the idea of had different charge for a different phone yeah. number. Well, that's the way Skype is. I mean, again, you know, I mean, if you're on Skype, you can talk to anybody in the world, anywhere, anytime. Right, yeah. right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there you go. It's already here. But um well, you, you know, know there's never no... use my cell phone. I put like fifty minutes a month at the most on my cell phone. I use Skype. I mean everybody yeah. I know that I like to talk to is on Skype. I never call them. I, I you know, I call them on Skype if I want to talk to them. 
Yeah, the cell phone is just there for, you know, critical, really quick calls. Yeah, if I'm going to be five minutes late <laughs> somewhere because of traffic, I can call them and tell them I'm going to be five minutes late. You know? Right. <laughs> or if yeah, I'm kidnapped by a terrorist, you know, I can I can call in and give important information to the FBI. Right, right, and it's and cell phones are great for that. Yeah, yeah, they're they're it's a, I, I'm very happy I have it, but I yeah. never use it for actually having a, a real conversation with anybody. <laughs> I actually remember when I was a kid having to go to pay phones and you know putting oh, yeah. Yeah. twenty five cents in there to call my mom to tell her to pick me up. It pissed me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was really <laughs> a late adapter to cell phones. I mean, I mean, grammar school kids had cell phones, and I still didn't have one. But again, I never, even when I had a real phone, I, I didn't use it that much. But I mean, I did use it to talk to my friends. But um, you know, but that was just had become something I always do at home. And when I was out, I didn't really need it. When I finally did get a cell phone, uh, I didn't. I mean, I canceled my landline at the same time I was moving, and uh, and I was going to have to get a a landline put in where I was moving and I thought, well, you know, that was going to cost a whole bunch of money. And so I just figured, screw it. I'll get a cell phone and that's it. And I haven't <laughs> had a landline now in like four years, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's almost gotten to the point where it's become very normal. Well, you know, it's become abnormal to have that old stuff like landlines. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's abnormal no. yet, but <laughs> what I was going to ask you um did you ever uh, follow up with Dave on having another conversation? Uh no. So it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what's on his mind. Okay. I'm just saying I really enjoyed the first one and I you know, I was I'm looking forward to the next one. How would you like to see it go? Um, I almost thought like you guys left off at a great place and then, you know, just, uh, you know, you got into Kurzweil and, um, and that sort of stuff and, um, you know, sort of go from well, there. I, you know, I don't okay. Know. All right. Well, well, but I'm, the reason I asked you, because the more I, th- as when you said that, I thought, sort of the same thing, but I don't remember. I Actually, I've never listened to it, so I don't even know what's on there, although I have a vague idea of where it went. But if you if if you will, if you can send me a, a Skype text message or an email uh, with sort of what, what you'd like to see happen, you know, like go on on this subject or that in particular or something, I'll send him an email uh, and remind him that he said he wanted to have another conversation, and, and I'll suggest. Um, well, I'll probably listen to it again myself, actually. But anyway, if you were to do that, that would be uh, useful. Like I say, I'm not going to okay. push him, but but I would go so far as sending him an email, uh, inviting him to have a follow up anytime he's interested in, and to suggest some subjects. And well, he was the one that suggested it in the call. Oh well, people say all sorts of shit, and if you, you know, I mean, that's one right, of the right, reasons right. I, I can't stand those fucking humans is they all say all sorts of stuff, 
but they don't have any real intention of doing anything about it. So you have to manage right, right. like that. Like I have to send him an email to remind him that he that he said he wanted to do this. That's why I'm not a guru. <laughs> you know, because being a guru is a fucking pain in the ass. You, you got to take all these unmotivated people and keep them fired up. And and you know that's just too fucking much work for me. <laughs> I'm not interested in doing that. Right, right, right. So is it kind of the, like if I say, um, you know, I'll give you a call in 10 minutes and then um, I don't give you a call and the next day rolls around. I mean, is that the sort of thing you're talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just all sorts of shit. Like, why don't you just, yeah. It, basically, it's about having your language in line with what you actually do. And uh, if your language is not in line with what you actually do, you know, I mean, I give people breaks. I mean, I listen, you know, I see what happens. But after three or four times of, of a person saying one thing and doing something else, I don't have anything to do with them anymore. I don't ever say anything to them about it. I don't suggest that yeah, they that change. Doesn't... No, because <laughs> they'll just deny it. No, no, or they'll have some excuse for why they didn't do what they said they were doing. They, they didn't mean, you know, they come up with all sorts of bullshit. Yeah, but I'm really not interested in that. I can see what they do, and that's what actually counts. So after three times, even just people showing up 10 minutes late to a meeting, you know, once, okay. Twice, I might wonder why. Third time, that's the end of it. I won't have anything to do with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the best thing, the best, I mean, the way to go about that is I, you know, I don't really like being timely, but um, if I'm going to be, if I'm not going to be timely, I usually ask if that's okay ahead of time. Yeah, right. That's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. But to to say I'll be there in 15 minutes and to show up in 45 minutes. Yeah, it's bullshit. And not even say it. yeah. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's a waste of their time and energy. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's unacceptable. As far as I'm concerned, of course, most people think that's just normal behavior, and it is. <laughs> but no thanks, not in my life. <laughs> and I, you know, you come across that all the time if you deal with humans. Oh, and, I know. Um, yeah. Well, that's why I don't deal with humans much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, you know, I, I just. Um, I've almost sort of created a uh, sort of, you know, which is, this is ridiculous, but a workaround, like if it's a human, you know, and like certain humans, I sort of judge them and say, oh, this guy tends to be late. And then I just sort of um, accommodate to that, which is really, I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Well, no, but it's, it's, no, it's like but, people at work. No, it's just, I agree. You do what you got to do at work. You're dealing with humans. You got to deal with them. You deal with them every day. You have to come up with some sort of thing that works. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've learned. I go to this office, the newspaper office, three days a week, and I've never seen such. Well, there's one guy who's actually interesting. The one guy who's fairly conscious is actually a guy who has brain damage uh, from a traffic accident he was in when he was like 16. Now he has. As a result of that, he has uh, 
Tourette's-like syndromes, and he has um, uh, seizures at times, so he can't drive. He has to take the bus everywhere. And uh, and he's got all these little quark quirks about his personality and the way he behaves. But he's aware of all of that, <laughs> you know. So he's sort of an interesting guy. He and I get along pretty good. The rest of them are all a bunch of unconscious language monkeys, and I basically just, you know, have a you know I talk with them as little as possible. I've got it down to where I can do what I need to do and. They do what they need to do, and we talk when we need to, and that's that. You said there was uh, one lady there that um, um, you sort of uh, felt like you might be able to build a connection to, but you're just not you're not going to do that. Um, I'm sorry. Say that again. I got distracted. Is there a late alert that um, you feel you'll have a good connection with, but you, you don't do that because you know because you want to be careful or something? Well, I want to keep my job, so you know. I mean, I you know, people think I'm a little weird, but they also know that I do the job and I don't create problems for the company. You know, so I just go in and do my job and leave. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's just... And I talk as little as possible. And luckily, I'm, I'm, my job is such that I, it's easy for me to claim uh, that I haven't got time to talk. You know, I, I'm here to do this. They pay me to do this. They want me out of here as soon as possible. They're paying me by the hour. And um, and they complain when I'm there too long, <laughs> you know. So, but the other people, a lot of the people in there are salaried. And they stand there. They have some little product. Like today, uh, the the ad designer guy um, was talking to some uh, somebody in accounting, I guess, about something or other about procedures for getting ads, you know, specs for ads that are being built. And uh, and they must have talked for 30 minutes, whining about, well, eh, this person doesn't turn them in right or that, you know, and talk and talk and talk. What they actually had to say probably could have been handled in about 30 seconds. <laughs> now, do this, okay. You know, but it took them, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes. I don't really remember because I was, I was listening to music. So, but I mean, they were just talking, talking, talking about other people in the office and how they don't do their job right because they don't do their job right. It makes my job difficult. And it's only ever, and I've told this guy about it a hundred times and nothing ever <laughs> happens and blah, blah, and it went on and on and on. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, and they, and, and they no, think yeah. that's what people do at work. And they they actually think that that was a productive conversation. If you were to ask them, they'd say, well, yeah, we just spent 10 minutes talking about how to straighten out uh, these accounting procedures. They think that's work, what they were doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, if you were to come up and say, you know, if the boss walked in and said, well, what were you doing? 
that's how that would be explained. Well, we're straightening out some problems with uh, some accounting procedures. And that's what they think they're doing. No, I don't know what they actually think they're doing. No, they know they're full of shit on some level. I have to. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the, 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 the massive amount of self-denial and hallucination in that kind of situation is just very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Language monkeys. Yeah. They, most, most things, I mean, most things that I say, uh, you know, the same um, information could be delivered in significantly less words and much quicker. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Really, they could have, I, I think, I don't know. I didn't really hear all the details. I looked, but my, my guess is that in less than a minute, they could have exchanged any information they needed to exchange. You know, and the rest of it was really just whining. And... Uh, <laughs> And then, of course, they would also say that that's human relations. But the problem with me is that I just want information. I'm not not interested in you know in being nice and friendly and having a conversation. So that's also what they think they're doing. They think they're having a relationship with someone in the office. You know, a, a friendly uh, a friendship. You know, with people in the office that you can talk to. So they're they're mixing that. <laughs> they're having a real relationship with another human being. And they're solving a problem. <laughs> Them humans, you know, they really are a clever bunch. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. The, the arrogance meter is going through the roof. <laughs> Yeah, but I just yeah, that's fine though. I mean, I, the thing is, you say what you say, and I say what I say, and why do you have to call it arrogant? You know, it's just oh, what I, I say. It's just yeah, what comes yeah. out of my language machine. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna. Well, I mean, it, I can people see actually tell how. You... Go ahead. So people like take a personal <clears throat> offense to the to the garbage that comes out of my language machine. And I don't give my language machine authority over your language machine. So why are you giving my language machine any authority? No, no, listen, I, yeah. There's no point in talking about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you either get it or you don't, and and that's the end of it. You know? <laughs> that's, that's you got it. It, it interests me that, uh, well, is he still here? I, I've hidden my window. Oh, yeah, he's still here. <laughs> he's, he's typing away. <laughs> I'm going to see what has he been typing the whole time. Oh, isn't that clever? Oh, he's just been typing up a storm. Damn. All right. Yeah, you keep it up, NASA. You're doing a great job. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, why people would spend so much time on things they don't like. Right, like, you know, like Master. I mean, Master's well, a, a good example. Well, that's he's, exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. Is yeah. He could be, he's been here for a while. I've been on, what, for how long? An hour and 12 minutes. I guess he's been here for some of that time. It's an hour of his life he's spent listening to somebody he apparently has not much of an opinion of for, not a positive opinion anyway. And... Uh, <laughs> 
And I'm thinking, you know, geez, why don't you go uh, listen to some old Beatles records or something or do something that you might like. Maybe not the Beatles. Maybe you like Madhavani. I don't know. Or maybe you like yeah. the Sex Pistols or, you know, uh, Miriam Makiba. I don't know. But, I mean, why wouldn't you spend your time doing something that makes your life better instead of just hanging around and whining about my attitude? That's what I don't get. And there's no point in you – I mean, you can answer it, but – since I put the window away, I have no idea how you're responding to this. And I can almost guarantee you that I won't go back and read it. Although I might, you never can tell. So go ahead and type it up. Will I read it or will I not? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's how, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's interesting, you know. People talk about like TV shows that they can't stand, but yet they still watched, you know, a hundred episodes. And it's just, it's uh, well, it's it's how language monkeys are, you know. They complain about everything. They complain about their wives. They complain about well, you know, can you imagine being whatever. married? But they're, but they're but they're married to them. You well, know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Marriage, God. I, I I just think I'm so well. I guess against this, I think marriage is a good thing for some people. It's not bad for everybody. There are people, I suppose, who could be happily married, but I'm certainly not one of them. <laughs> I'm really glad that I didn't play that game. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be stuck thinking you have to be married to someone for the rest of your life that you don't want to screw and you don't even like, <laughs> or who you probably find disgusting. <laughs> you know, and you know, and yet there you are, you know, with a with a huge mortgage on your house and the payments on your Lexus due, <laughs> and and a wife you don't love and kids who are whiny, snotty faced skinheads or something, you know. Oh, you know, it's just. Uh, Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's uh, you know, and it's it's it, there's just it, there's so much of it. It's amazing. It's like you know, you're talking about it um, in sort of uh, a comical sense, but there really are. Oh, millions of people like that. Oh, and, and you read about them in the newspaper just in the last couple of weeks. I think there have been two or three cases where, um, you know, family men uh, murdered their wives and children or committed suicide because of the uh, economy and stuff, you know. Um, it just blew up under the pressure of the whole thing. You know? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah crazy yeah people people um the caterpillar is just so um i mean it's getting weaker but it's still fighting real hard Um, well i don't think that's the you know again it's just an analogy but yeah it's it's yeah i mean some of the elements again during this process i think what you're going to see is you know, the cat, this caterpillar cells, the individual humans committed to the caterpillar, it's going to get more and more extreme. The middle class, you know, the ones who are sort of content will 
will uh, <clears throat> diminish, and there are going to be more and more people who, you know, are out, and, and the ones who are in are going to become more and more conservative, and the ones on the outside will become more and more radicalized, and, um, you know, it's going to get ugly. But that's a great yeah. opportunity because, again, it, again, I, I keep thinking back of that, um, that that analogy of the Titanic. You know, that change of mind that took place in at least all the people who survived um, when they had to make that transition from having one view of what the world meant and how it was to a, to a completely radically different concept of what reality is. I mean, that, that's about as radical a transformation as a person can make, I think. And they had to do it in about an hour. And, you know, and if you could be interesting to sort of study that and, and how that process, how, how it is, and what forces make it easier for people to give up the old view and, and try a new view. What is it? And there was a good quote. I don't remember who said it, but basically the idea was that, how did he say that? The way to change the world is not to produce more forces for change, but to reduce the forces that, are, that inhibit change. And, uh, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Rather than pushing people to accept a new point of view, you have to somehow prepare them to give up the old one and <laughs> to get them less attached to it and let them somehow come to their own their own conclusion. Right. So ra- rather than build more lanes on the freeway, teach people how to drive. <clears throat> you know what? <clears throat> uh, no, that's not even close as an analogy. <laughs> but, but, but it's a good one. I mean, it's an interesting analogy, but it's way different from what I... Did, did you see that as, a, as a, an analogy similar to what I was talking about? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, I don't understand that. Please explain it to me. Maybe it's there and I just <laughs> missed it. That's entirely possible. <laughs> i got to think about this one. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a nice analogy. It's an interesting concept. You know, you build more... Wrote, you know, build more lanes to accommodate all the extra traffic or actually try to do something so that the drivers are actually conscious, you know, and reduce the lanes, you know, <laughs> or put them all on great uh, big buses. Okay, maybe it doesn't apply. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice analogy, though. Analogy to what? Well, to whatever you want to apply it to. Just not mine. It's not the story I was telling. <laughs> but you were saying that um, you, instead of um, creating change, you no, just, I didn't re- say that. just no, reduce I didn't the forces. No, it's not, I didn't say creating change. I said instead of, instead of increasing the force to change. You know, instead of, you know, goading people, pushing people, they ought to do this or they ought to do that or they should think this way or they should think that way, evangelizing people. Instead of doing that, work to reduce their resistance to change. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. What? So what's like? A, can Can you come up with an analogy to that on the spot? I mean, I'm. I'm well, actually, sure. Yeah, um, it's real simple. Yeah, it's like that Christian guy that I told you about, probably back, you know, in the laundromat that night. Instead of going up and telling him that Christianity is a bunch of shit and he's wasting his life uh, reading his stupid new Bible, uh, I went over and said, hey, you got a new Bible. How neat. (laughs) And then I just, you know, he thought I was a Christian, and I started asking him a whole bunch of questions, and we talked for about an hour or so. And it was great. When when we left, I said, God bless you. And he said, God bless you. And I walked out and he liked me and I liked him. And I loaded him up with a bunch of the most subversive ideas about language and translation. <laughs> but if I'd, if I'd done it from the perspective of trying to change his point of view, he would have put up the barriers. He wouldn't have listened to anything. So first I had to eliminate the resistance so I let him think, and I never said I, he was a, I was a Christian. I just simply said, hey, I see you got a new Bible, and I smiled. And uh, he immediately what, assumed was, that was I was a Christian. Huh? What, when, this was, this was oh, this a talk like, show, or this is no, at a no, laundromat? No, 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 this is at a laundromat maybe 25 years ago. Oh, this is a, this is a true story of your, of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow, 25 years ago. Wow, so you were thinking about all this stuff 25 years ago? I've been thinking about this stuff for 42 years. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Listen, I'm going to get some more coffee. I'll be back in a second. Okay, I'm back. You still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a cool story. <clears throat> oh, that was great. And, and what's so interesting is, I mean, I tended, that was one of the first times I wasn't confrontational. I mean, I do tend to be sort of, I still tend to be sort of confrontational. But um, that was so different. Like I say, if, if I had confronted him and debated him, uh, when I left, neither one of us would have been happy, probably irritated and unhappy. And in taking this approach, when I left, I felt really good. So did he. <laughs> Everything was really nice. And I was, I'm sure, more effective than I would have been if I'd been confronting him. Because I, I did, he really got some important points about translation, about when that you really can't translate from one language. Now you always translate it into the concepts of the new language. And we went into some in-depth stuff about that, and he really got that. But that seems completely devoid of any, you know, uh, theological implications to him. He, he, in fact, he, he would probably use it. He could see that's important. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I have no idea. what You know, that was 25, 30 years ago. I mean... Maybe he woke up. Maybe he actually gave up Christianity, you know, 10 years later. Or maybe not. Maybe he, maybe I didn't have any impact at all on him. I don't know. But, uh, right, but at, right. least, at least when I left, he and I were both smiling. And that seems probably better than if 
you know, when I left, we would have both been scowling and angry. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe that's sort of, uh, you know, one way of looking at it, that if you, you know, if you, um, you know, for the first step is to build the bridge. Well, it's not the first step, okay? It's a way. Okay, well, a way, a way, okay, yeah, okay, a a good first step is is building the bridge because until you... what you want to do. But yeah, I think it's perfectly reasonable for some people who just like to argue. And that's what they want to do. <laughs> they enjoy especially, it. Yeah. Especially uh-huh. like a Christian. They, they, I think with any stranger, they have those barriers because they're Christians. And you know, they're aware that um, not everybody thinks like them. Yeah. So the minute you take down those barriers, then they sort of open up. Yeah. Well, that certainly happened with him and I, or he and I, with with him, with him and me, yeah, with him yeah, and me. Whatever, I got the point. <laughs> well, no, but I was just trying to keep my own language straight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, you know, I, uh, I've probably experienced some something like that in my life, and uh, you know, I, I'd say that's more or less, um, more or less, been the more successful method. Is um, you know, especially with Christians or anybody who's sort of uh, in their way of thinking. If it's somebody that's like a people, any what you right? If it's somebody that's like a sports, if it's somebody that's like a sports, if it's somebody that's like a sports fanatic, then you know. And I notice that I say, hey, you like the Yankees? You know, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, you I, just I, ask I, them which I, team. I don't that. no, you don't. No, that's not the way to say it. Though you don't want to say, hey, you like the Yankees. Because if they don't like, well, unless you know they, you, they if they're wearing a Yankees hat. You see your Yankees hat. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Ah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I always try to. I would. I mean, the point is, I always try to um, build that bridge to anyone that well, I realize I'm going to talk to. Well, you're smarter than I am because I never. Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning tact and. and I shouldn't say I always that. try to do that, but um, that has been a. Uh, one yeah. of my successful methods. Yeah, that's, you're right. That makes more sense than the way I've done it most of my life, which is just to go steaming in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 But again, I I go for the my method is shock, shock and awe. <laughs> you know. I don't expect to slowly convince anybody of anything. I mean, I was there at the laundromat. I was I knew I was going to be there for an hour or so. And um, so, I mean, I really thought through it. I thought, you know, I could just stay there and read and just not have anything to do with the guy. Or I could, I mean, you know, confront him, (laughs) you know, and look for a debate or something. Or I could try this other thing. You know, I might just as easily have just ignored the whole situation, which probably is what, well, again, I I don't have rules anymore about what I would do. Every situation is unique. But they're all options, you know, just ignoring the thing and continuing to read. I always have a book with me, so, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, that reminds me, I was on the airplane sitting next to this lady and uh, this is just a week ago, not even a week ago. And, um, you know, I, I, if I'm going to sit next to someone for five hours, uh, it's worth a shot to see if we can have an interesting conversation. 
Yeah. Um, but you got to be careful because you don't want to create an enemy that you have to sit next to for yeah. five hours either. Yeah. Yeah. And you also don't <laughs> want a, a friend that you don't want to sit next to for five hours. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, we, we started to talk, and I noticed that she was into, like, shopping and going to nightclubs and stuff <laughs> like that. And, and, um, yeah. and that's, that's where I let our conversation start. And, um, yeah. you know, then I... Then I asked her where from. She's from Brazil. And then I started telling her, you know, I just started to think about any of the things I knew about Brazil. And that we started talking about that. And, um, you know, the first sort of engagement was just me getting her comfortable with me. Yeah. Um, and then we actually started to get into some interesting stuff about, you know, how terrible smoking is and, you know, how people are killing themselves and, I mean, we didn't really get into too deep of a conversation, but um, I mean, the first step was just to um, build that yeah, bridge. To explore, yeah, yeah, to sort of explore and see if there's a possibility. Yeah, my experience right, right. Well, again, yeah. you know, I've got maybe I'm just I'm more of an asshole than most people. Yeah, I mean, we exchange email addresses. Yeah, yeah go well, ahead. Well, what I was going to say is that my experience has been, and again, maybe it's just me or, or something. I don't know that. Most of the time, well, again, women are more interesting than men, I think. Men are just complete assholes as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I would say at least 95% of the human males that I've run into is uh, just after a couple of minutes of conversation, I can see that there's nothing fun for me involved in this. You know, there's just... I'd be better off to just read a book, you know, or, or meditate or something. You know, but they're they're not going to be entertaining, and they're certainly not going to um, teach me anything about the meaning of life. And um, I don't know, you know, I just like I said, I just um, I just have chosen not to spend my time talking to people that don't actually make my life better. It's not, it, it's not that I dislike them. It's just it's that I don't like them. You know that distinction. You know, people think it's either you like someone or you don't like them. You know, yeah, those, it's, it's black or white. Yeah, but it's not. There are actually four distinct states. You know, there's you can like someone and you can dislike them, which is like hating them. Okay, but you can also not like them, which doesn't imply that you dislike them. It just denotes an absence of liking. You know, no, I don't like them. I don't even know them. I No, I don't like them. It doesn't mean I dislike them. I just, you know. And you can say you don't dislike somebody, which doesn't necessarily mean you like them. It just means you don't dislike them. And they're really very <laughs> distinct states, you know, of, of mental of being, or whatever you want to call them. Usually people... You know, it's either you like somebody or you don't like them. And if you don't like them, that means you dislike them. Well, in any case, that's what I mean when I say I don't like people. It's not that I dislike them in particular. I just don't like them. I see nothing about them that makes me want to spend any time with them. Unless they're cute female. <laughs> you know, then that's different. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I got, I got your, uh, I got exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Well, that was the way I was trying to talk to a friend, and I was trying to explain to him, um, 
the thing about sushi is that yeah. it's not that I it's not that I don't like sushi. It's that I don't. Uh, it's not that I. Yeah, it's not that you dislike it. You just don't like it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. But it's not like if you put sushi in front of me, I'm going to go, ugh. You know, I just don't go out of my way to have it. Yeah, I understand. That's what I think. Yeah, it's very simple. You don't dislike it. Right, and I would say actually, that disliking. Um, there needs to be quite a bit of substance for me to dislike something. I have to have some sort of uh, reason. Well, but not for food. Well, food is real simple. The reason is I don't like what it tastes like. Okay, right, right. But with like a person, it's, you know. Oh, Oh, yeah, I don't dislike very many people at all. Yeah, no, I just don't like most people. I like some people. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's interesting though that you talk about um, women, and I'm I'm wondering if you know quite conscious women, and I'm, I know we have some uh, plenty of them floating around here, but if they feel the same way about men as a conscious man, you know, as you feel about men, maybe it's just sort of a biological function. That's a good question. Well, I have talked to a few women about it, and and yeah, they do feel pretty much the same way. I do that men are pretty much scumbags. They're basically posturing, um, you know, un, you know, shallow, shallow posturing uh, monkey boys. For the most part, not you know, not all of them, but you know, it's a safe bet. That's why I always tell somebody, I'm so glad I'm not a woman. You know, I mean, the whole concept <laughs> of of having a man for a lover is the most most repulsive thing in the world. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, but again, it's not everybody. There are good men. I know some, you know, I, but but they're rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, there's some great, you know. There's some uh, there's some great men. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the thing is that it's almost even sort of silly to general. I mean, I mean, I see the point in generalizing men or women, but uh, no, you're right. You really have just, to deal it's with just about most people. Period. It's, yeah, it's most, right. Yeah, yeah. Georgia women too. Yeah, yeah. Most women are a bunch of unconscious language monkeys too, but they're not as dangerous. And I think they're. I really do think, for the most part, women are probably better than men in most ways that I find, you know, uh, important. Did I tell you about my days in the swimming, you know, in the swim club and the kids there? Yeah, I mean, I know okay. that you did that. Yeah. 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 I mean, but the, 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 the note, what I noticed about the difference between boys and girls, the pot, you know, the, that stuff. No, I didn't. I mean, I, I've talked about it a couple Oh, yeah, well, it's real simple. Uh, I, I belong to this swim club. I went there most days for several years. But they had, um, in the summertime, there were a lot of kids there. They had four pools, and uh, one of them was a kid's pool, and, uh, and half of, anyway, they had different areas. For serious swimmers, you know, they had one whole pool for doing lap swimming and stuff. But there was another pool of kids where the kids could play. 
And um, in the summer, I'd spend hours there every afternoon. And after doing my laps and stuff, I'd just lay out in the sun and watch the kids. And it became so clear the difference between boys and girls. I mean, it was just amazing to me. I could be watching, there could be like a little group of three or four girls over in a corner of the pool doing something in some game or something. And I could watch them for 10, 15 minutes, and they never knew that I was watching them. They were totally into what they were doing. Okay? And, and the minute one of them realized that somebody was watching them, they got all self-conscious and stopped doing what they were doing and, and got embarrassed. Okay? <laughs> and so I'd have to stop watching, you know. But if there's a little, you could never find a little group of, a, a, you know, a, a group of little boys who didn't know who was watching them every second of the time. Everything, what, what they're doing is trying to draw attention to themselves. So there's three or four boys, and what they're doing is looking around to see who's watching them. And then if they have an audience, then they do some weird shit to try to be entertaining. <laughs> or funny or something. And uh, everything that they do is meant to impress an audience. Now, I, again, this isn't, this is just my observations in a swimming pool and over a couple of summers, but it was pretty consistent in the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I and the, say I'm uh, programmed to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. That's and that's one of the questions is, of course, how much is that is biological and how much is cultural? <laughs> you know, because I don't, yeah. I don't really know. Uh, I think there's definitely a cultural element there. I, I, I don't think that's up for debate. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right. I mean, I'm not saying it's entirely um, cultural, but. Um, well, I think that, yeah, even, anyway, even if it's biological, the cultural, the culture embraces that. That's obvious. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it, it'd be interesting to find out. I don't know how. You, well, I'm sure that that would be relatively easy to test, but somebody's um, probably studied it. Yeah, the idea of needing attention or yeah. Anyway. Uh, and I think, anyway, from what I've seen, um, yeah, men men are just shallow and posturing for the most part. The, the, what most of what they do is designed to impress whoever's around them. And, right, uh, right. And, and women aren't so much that way. They may have their own flaws, uh, but but whatever flaws they have, I, I think, are less distracting than than uh, the, the flaws that men have. They just seem like overwhelming. You know, like, you know, I, I've got friends, well, people I've known for years and years that, you know, that we've never been able to have a, an actual conversation about anything more than technical stuff. <laughs> you know, I can talk for days about technical specs on computer systems and networks and things. But cannot talk about, you know, our, our unconscious assumptions about who we think we are and what's important and what's not and that kind of stuff. They simply won't go there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. There's, you know, there's six billion uh, sapiens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, 
<laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, Dave's just got to, you know, get the system going, and <laughs> there'll be at least, uh, you know, well, right now there's at least, I'd say, a couple hundred of them here. <laughs> be cool if all six billion were available. Yeah. Hey, well, again. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I don't know. I, I forgot. Go ahead. We're <laughs> just talking about these uh, people. It's it's obvious that um, you know within within single digit years, most of the planet is going to be really well connected, and it, you won't have to go to. Co- I mean, you already don't have to go to coffee shops. To meet well, you don't people. have to. I don't meet anybody fact, interesting yeah. here. No, I meet them all here in the Matrix, not here in Starbucks. Yeah. But it's still, uh, it still takes a bit of effort in the matrix. And I, I assume that at some point it's just going to be like, you know, you want to talk to somebody about, um, you know, frozen peas and you type in frozen peas and boom, you're talking. Yeah. And, I agree. Yeah. It'll know, be, that'll be it. It'll be the frozen pea channel. Right. Right. Or, you know, you just, I, I mean, it, it won't be like you sort of have to sit around and wait for somebody to stumble in. Um, Everybody will just all be there, and it will be an issue of just having to, to choose who to talk to. Yeah. Or it already I, is that way. A little yeah, bit. it is. Yeah. It's just beginning, that's all. Facebook and that kind of stuff, you know. And this yeah. and all sorts of things. You know, it's all – it's just primitive right now. Yeah. It's 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 still really great. I noticed that you uh, you'd met someone from China. I noticed there have been a few yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah Chinese migrating. <laughs> yeah, and he came here from Skypecast too. He was uh, you know he was and a lot of his friends were Skypecast users. Okay, okay. I haven't listened. I want to listen to that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's that's the that's really fun when you meet someone. I mean, that for me, I can say at least uh, when I meet someone from a you know totally different part of the planet that's um, in a totally different environment, and yet we can oh, still yeah. sort of yeah. share ideas. Yeah. And, Luckily, we speak English. <laughs> you know. Right. Luckily, right yeah. Was, yeah. This guy was, uh, I think, twenty six or twenty seven, married, just got laid off his job. Uh, because of the world economy, you know, nobody's buying them rubber <laughs> duckies anymore. So <laughs> he didn't. Uh, he was a teacher, though. He's a high school teacher, uh, and he got laid up. And so now he wa- he wants to improve his English, and he wants to go do international business. And um, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting. There's a guy in China who lives in an apartment with his wife. She still has her job. And, um, <laughs> you know, he's married. Chinese guy, 26, 27 years old, no job. And here basically to improve his English because he thinks uh, that'll you know, make him more sellable, you know. And he's probably right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, how different life? You know, well, again, you just think, you know, that guy's life 
I mean, what, you know, how do you meet people like that, you know, here in California? Thanks thanks to the layoff, he's, um, you know, one more person to collaborate in the Matrix. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he's got the time. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great when they talk about, you know, record unemployment numbers and, and all that. I just think that's more people, you know, that's just, it's just more people that have more free time and just may stumble in and, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. of course, course they're, they're not thinking about it that way. Of course, you know, I, I guess you, it's all you, part of you. But a few of them may. A few of them may. Some of them will. Yeah. 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 yeah, the ones that don't kill themselves or you know, and their family uh, may wake up. You never can tell. <laughs> well, it's just so, I mean, it's just so crazy. I see, you know, these people around me getting laid off and they, I mean, some of them are taking it like a death sentence and, um, yeah. Oh, sure. You know, it's, uh, what's their, their whole point in existence <laughs> is to exist and to have a nice car and an apartment and, um, you know, and some nice shoes, you know, and some mm-hmm. rubber duckies, you know, you gotta have the rubber duckies. You know, on a big plasma screen TV. That's nice. Right. <laughs> and a leather sofa. And oh, I got to tell you, man, I really like my, I got this new 26 inch monitor and it is so awesome. I mean, it's not like I don't like <laughs> my toys too. It is such a pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's not that high a resolution though. It's only 1920 by 1200. It's, it's, I mean, it's good, and it's, but, you know, what I really lust after is that Apple 30-inch monitor. Well, apparently, there's an HP monitor that's got the same specs. It's like 2,500 by, by, uh, by 16, yeah. I think yeah, you sent the link, didn't you? It. Yeah, you were, you were the one who yeah. sent me the link to that, weren't you? It was a rebranded I may HP have, yeah. yeah, Yeah, that really... Really blew me away, but I only paid three fifty for this uh, Vizio, and it's nice monitor. I mean, I, I don't know how. Yeah. It, and with uh, at Fry's, I mean, it's got a lifetime guarantee. I can bring it back ten years from now and get my money back. <laughs> of course, by then three hundred and fifty dollars is. You mean Costco? <laughs> yeah. You mean Costco? Yeah. What did I say? You said Fry's. <laughs> oh no 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 Costco right. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's great i mean uh just uh i just bought myself a uh, 500 gigabyte um little tiny notebook it's like a notebook card drive and a little really slick piano black uh enclosure you know so it's just it's just and it's just usb powered yeah and uh it's so small and slick i mean you can just you yeah can, Almost hold it and on like one finger, yeah. you know, and it just yeah. it's right, it's right in your pocket like a like a pack of cigarettes. It's five hundred gigabytes and it was like seventy nine dollars. It's a, a disc actually. It's not a solid state drive or anything, right? It's a disc, but it's I mean an actual it's, um, disc. Yeah. yeah, I know it is. It, small, is, an, yeah. it is an actual disc. Well, you can get a gigabyte. I know, I know, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. It, <laughs> have, you, have you looked any further into that RAID array thing we were talking about, that four-drive enclosure? 
You know, I haven't. I got the reason why is I'm starting to think. You know, now they've got these. Um, you know, the four they've got these four terabyte mirrored uh, systems, uh-huh. and I'm just starting to think. You know, as as reasonably priced as those are becoming, how much are they? The why not just have a couple mirrors? Well, they've well, got right. one. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, I don't know if they have them yet, but I've seen like the uh, the two terabyte mirrors. You can get them for easily under two hundred bucks. For two you know, terabytes. So but that's it's one ter- one terabyte of effective space. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Is you're you have to drive. Double it, so you have to buy two drives. So the the issue is, yeah, how much are the drives? You know. Right. But the two but the two terabyte drives are are already almost 150 dollars. So I'm assuming so that 150. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. So that's 300 bucks for for two terabytes. Yeah. By the so, summer. Right. By the summer they'll be here, and I mean, I'm sure yeah. you'll be able to get a good yeah. you know mirror grade configuration. I mean, the the thing is. A couple of years from now, well, I don't know. I shouldn't. I don't even need to go that far down the road. But I'm just starting to think, it just, you know, why not just mirror everything? Because it's getting. Well, that's and, what I know. I know. That's what I've always yeah. done. You know, and you're right. That may be. Yeah. Because I was re- I was actually reading about one guy who was talking about you know the RAID one versus the RAID five or whatever, which is that the array or everything, and he's he's just saying that you know sometimes. Um, the uh, there's issues with the. I mean, it's it's just it's not as foolproof as well, the mirror. Nothing, nothing is foolproof. Period. No, no, no. But it's not. I mean, one is less. I mean, if you want to talk about statistical reliability, you're better off with the mirror. I'm not sure that's true. Uh, I know people in you know who manage networks for universities, and it's not at all clear that that's true. It, it may be. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it may depend okay. on the kinds of applications and the kinds of businesses and all sorts of stuff. But uh, a lot of people use RAID because they think it is the most reliable and cost-effective way to do it. Right, right. But when you say RAID, what RAID are you? Because there's all. I mean, I've, been, I've just. The you're kind talking about RAID five. The, yeah. the kind I'm talking about for this system. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I don't know. It, you know, and just merely mirroring drives works quite well. And and, uh, and with the, you're right, the price of drives getting so low, uh, you know, you're right. Well, maybe that is the best way to do it. Yeah. And I just have you seen these um, these micro SD cards? I mean, they're so. Um, you know what an SD card is? Um, not really. You just have a, a secure digital card. I mean, they've got they've got these micro SD cards that are so small. I mean, they're literally smaller than your fingertip. Okay, and they are what memory? You mean they're just or what? Yeah, they're they're little. They're memory chips, and they okay, actually yeah. fit. They fit in. Oh yeah, I know. Well, sure. Yeah, it's getting all very small and very high capacity. I mean, it's just a yeah. it fits in a slot, right? I mean, like. And yeah, it fits in a slot. And I just bought yeah. I just bought one for my uncle. I mean, they're so it literally fits inside the circumference of a penny. And I just got one an eight gigabyte uh, yeah. micro card but, for fourteen bucks for my uncle because yeah. he needed one. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think for certain kinds of things, it, size is really getting ridiculous. That's that may be too small. It's too easy to lose. Right. 
You know, and then you want to make yeah. it bigger just just so you have something to hang on to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who cares yeah. if it becomes so small that you can't? You know, it's like putting a, a screen on an iPod Nano. I mean, the whole idea of watching movies on an iPod strikes me as ludicrous. You know, <laughs> right, I mean, right, right. Who the fuck wants to watch a movie on a three-inch screen? I don't care how <laughs> good it is. You know, fuck, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And I just I just got my sister a uh, for two hundred and ninety bucks or two hundred and eighty five bucks. I got her a uh, a brand new ten uh, inch laptop with a yeah. uh, you know it's got a beautiful SVGA screen yeah. and um, it's got a one point six gigahertz processor. It's it's got um, what kind is it? USB drives. It's got. It's called a wind, a wind or something like that. A Windstar. You know, you know anyway, what the Acer, nice. you know, yeah. You know what the Acer yeah. Aspire is. I mean, I know Acer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like that sort of. Yeah, Acer's got a similar one. Yeah, they call them. They actually call them netbooks, but they're. I yeah. mean, they're really like they're fully functional no, laptops. A friend yeah. of mine brought one over here to Starbucks about a week ago. Um, and he'd put it on the desk, and it's about you know six, seven inch screen, I guess, something like that. Uh, yeah, well, they have, yeah, they have. Anyway, yeah, they have different sizes. Yeah, he opens it up, and it's running Mac OS X. <laughs> I oh, couldn't cool. believe, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's impossible oh, wow. now to run Mac OS on Windows machines. They, they, the hacks. I mean, he's a he's knowledgeable, so he could do it, but. You sort of have to know what you're doing, but there it was. I looked. I mean, it was weird to look at it. A little tiny Acer Aspire running OS X. Right, right, right. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know. I mean, yeah, it makes. I'm sure you could do it, but yeah, that's yeah. awesome. There well, I heard you could do it, but it's another thing to actually see it. <laughs> you know, right. hearing about it, right. reading about it. Right. But anyways, uh, you know, this thing's great. It's got a 160-gigabyte hard drive. I mean, it was just, you know, yeah. it's basically it's way computer. faster than the best computer was probably even ago. five or six years ago. Yeah, two years ago was state-of-the-art. And, um, you know, it's just a couple hundred dollars. And, and yeah. she, forget about the money, she loves it because she walks long distances to class. And so she just has this little thing and she just holds it in her hand and yeah. uh, that's all she needs. And she goes to class with it and it's got a yeah. full keyboard and, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's perfect just, for that kind of, it's no good as your only computer, but as a portable computer, it's awesome, especially for her. Yeah. For a student, that would be uh well for her, for her, it is actually what she does is she has a, uh, a monitor, a, um, a full HD monitor and it has a little VGA out and so she just hooks oh, okay. it up so to the she monitor. Can push it's got enough RAM, video RAM to push a big monitor. Yeah, yeah. And she probably has a separate keyboard too and mouse for when she's home. She has a mouse. I, I don't know if she has the keyboard. I mean, she probably yeah. should have the keyboard. But well, see, I've yeah, got a new keyboard monitor. now too. So when I'm at home, my laptop, I, you know, it's funny, it took me a long time. My laptop was always my primary screen and then I had a larger secondary screen, but the the menu bars and everything were always on the laptop. And when I got this new monitor, I realized I could switch it. So now my primary monitor at home is this big 26-inch monitor, and the laptop sits next to it off to the side, and that little screen is now my auxiliary screen at home. 
Right. Okay. And you've got a keyboard and a mouse and speakers. Yeah. Got, yeah. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're so as far as you know, you're on a desktop or whatever. Well, I mean. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I have a keyboard and yeah. a mouse and a great big monitor and and then there's this laptop sitting next to it. <laughs> but yeah. With a screen that I can use. How nice. You know. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, the 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 speed at which laptops have caught up. I mean, basically, the, the difference between the best laptops and not not the best desktops, but the good desktops. You know. Um, well, anyways, the point oh, is, yeah, the best yeah. laptops are really good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and you don't need them unless you're doing video editing or or some kind of really highly intensive number crunching kind of scientific apps or something for what most people do, word processing and spreadsheets and surfing the web and email. The cheapest yeah. laptop in the world will do any of that. Yeah. Well, I've got, I mean, I've got a good laptop, but I, I've done video editing on this laptop and it's been awesome. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a good laptop. Well, yeah. My laptop, the machine it replaced was a couple of years old. But my laptop is about ten times faster than the, than the desktop machine that it replaced. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was shocked. I mean, I, I that was when I realized I'll never, probably never get a desktop machine again, unless I I just get rich and and end up doing a lot of video editing or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's 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 never yeah you're never gonna need to go back to a desktop. Well, who knows what's gonna happen? But yeah, the <laughs> the well, idea of a personal user. I went out and bought a personal user. Yeah, you got a Mac Mini, right? But yeah. the idea of a personal user, you know, an everyday user wasting money on it. I mean, that's what it is. There's no point in buying a desktop. That's stupid. Well, unless you're unless you never leave your house. Well, even you know. then, Frick, you leave your well, house once a year. It's worth well, it to have a laptop. Well, actually, no. Not if you're not going to use it. I mean, I can imagine someone who would say they have no use for a laptop. None. They're home all right, the time. Yeah. And if they go out, they don't want to be with their computer. Yeah, but yeah. let's say, you know, tomorrow you realize you've got to move to Hong Kong. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, there are, of course, there are some people. Yeah, who there are people who will have no use for that. You know? and, and plus, you're paying a premium for a laptop, you know, to make it all small and cool and all that. You can buy But that's what I'm saying is the premium, the premium isn't that much. Like you say, people spend $40,000 in a BMW and an extra 5000 to have a little bit more horsepower. Yeah, What's the premium of having a laptop to a desktop? Oh, well, it, there isn't for people who have lots of money, but there are a lot of people who don't have lots of money. For them, it makes a difference. Right, right. But a guy, but a, okay, but a guy who has a BMW the, has no right yeah, yeah, to no, say. That's your, no, you're right. A, well, a person yeah. with a BMW has got no right to say anything about anything. You know, a <laughs> but they do. <laughs> well, but who cares what they yeah. say? I mean, that's irrelevant. Yeah. They, Say. But there are a lot of people yeah. who aren't driving BMWs, and the, uh, a two hundred difference, two hundred dollar difference in price makes a big difference to them. Right, right, yeah. And if they don't need a laptop, then why the hell would they spend the extra money on that when they can get a faster, bigger, better machine for two hundred dollars less? Yeah, you're right. I, I am, I am actually using my circum, but I would say. 
You just broke up. I didn't hear anything you just said. I'm just saying just about most, most, I can safely say that most people would be silly buying a desktop now, right now, unless they're doing real intense people in South California. Or most yeah, people that, okay, okay. Okay, well, okay, let's say let's okay, we can just say South California. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen, I mean it's irrelevant. For people that it's that it's right, you know, I mean, who cares what figure it is? <laughs> you know, it it makes sense yeah. for most people like that. I'll probably won't get another desktop machine unless I just have way more money than I need. <laughs> you know, in which case <laughs> it, it wouldn't be bad to have a 8 core you know, Mac Pro sitting next to the, you know, but. Well, by then it'll be, you know, by then it'll be. Um, a 32 core. Yeah. In any case, yeah, know, it's yeah. just, I have no need for that. I'm not going to do any video editing probably. And if I am, then I would get a machine like that. Well, actually I'm about to spend it. It looks like it's going to be almost 3,500 bucks to get that new Mac book pro when it comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just talked to, uh, in fact, a guy named, uh, there's a big, dis- I put up a recording of talking with uh, Lauren Abdelizer, the guy, he was a friend of mine from the Skype days, and he just took, he just received his new 17 inch MacBook Pro, cost him $5,000. He maxed it out. Eight gigabytes <laughs> of RAM. He double, and he bought it from <laughs> Apple. The thing is, he's he's fat right now. He's making a lot of money, getting a lot of consulting fees, and he's hot, so he's just making tons of money. So he just figured, fuck it, <laughs> you know, he's gonna go out <laughs> and and get just max it out. So it's got the uh, you know the fast hard drives, a 320 gig, 7200 RPM hard drive, eight gigs of RAM. Right, right, uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, actually amazing that. With you know you because I've seen that you can go on Apple's website and if you max it out, it's amazing that it's only five thousand uh, dollars. Well, I don't know if that's amazing. Go to the, pretty expensive. Well, go, to the car, go to the car dealership and max out every oh, option. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, you can't compare them. Of course, that's absurd. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say anyone who's got a BMW and whines about the cost of Apple is an idiot. <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm saying is he's got the best Mac laptop that money, he, yeah. you know, within reason that money can buy, well, he, and it's only five thousand dollars. Yeah, I know. know it's not. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Around. that's within the grasp of anybody. Certainly, with anybody who can drive a BMW. <laughs> right. Um, I actually have a commitment, and I need to leave right now. Okay. Thanks for coming by. So, bye.